Hi, this is Danny Ryan, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. Today, I've got uh, Chris Edwards here with me today. He's a senior software engineer. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining me. Sure. Glad to be here. Great. I appreciate you taking time. I know you're very busy right now, so I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, What's going on? It's all good. I'm just another direction that you're getting pulled into to do. <laughs> so, but I wanted to, uh, today's for today's conversation, I wanted to focus in on the tool that we created um, to help people migrate from Jive into SharePoint and Office 365. Sure. So okay. you, just give me give me a, maybe just a, a description. I know we've had this conversation with a lot of customers, and, and I just wanted to mm -hmm. sort of capture this uh, capture this all together at once. But just give, give me a, maybe a description of what the tool is at a, at a high level. Okay, sure. So the tool itself, it's a single command line or console-based tool. Um, and it was actually done, we produced it originally for our own internal use, you know, for our own internal migration of, of Jive specific content um, to our own Office 365. So we had a specific need. We had to move quickly, and uh, move quickly means you know let's go ahead and get something that's quick and dirty out out and working. Mm -hmm. So console-based tool was was kind of the chosen um, technology. Uh, very easy to um, to create, right? Set up. Very easy to customize. Very easy to kind of wire up other APIs, that sort of thing. So. Um, kind of nice that it's, it's turned into something that's pretty decent because, you know, a lot of times we get into custom organizations, customers that want to do very specific things. Um, you know, the tool itself does some some pretty reusable stuff, but very easy to extend, right? Mm -hmm. um, not, not really focused on the UI and all the, the kind of the, the mud that you kind of get caught in with, with user expectations and all that stuff. This is specifically trying to get work done and specifically migration work done. Um, so that, that's, that's what it does and tries to do it well. Awesome. And so tell me a little bit about the sort of the way the tool works as far as um, extracting out um, data. And I, I know it sounds like we've, we've done some things where we're, we gather some information about a client's Jive environment and, and then we go and later on maybe pull the actual binaries and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit more about that whole process. So, so the nice thing about the tool, it, it actually, you know, you can run multiple flavors of the command. The command line itself, you know, you can easily pass different parameters in. So very traditional, you know, nothing nothing new, um, you know, there. But the nice thing about it is that we, we can use the tool, and the way we structured our process around the tool uh, is really to go after pulling the content first. So, and the nice thing about it as well is you can pull different levels of that content. So... Let's say you just want to get a backup of all your content in Jive and get it onto a, a file system or into SQL Server or some combination of, of the two. That's really how it's designed to work. Um, what we can do is we can go after and, and get all the, the people references. So it, basically all the users that are in the Jive system, we can go after and, and gather those. And then typically we go after all of the, the, the play. I call them places. Uh, mm -hmm. In Jive, there's a concept of space, project, and group. So I've used the generic term place to represent all three of those. Um, what we do is we, we typically get the list of all the places, and, and that is something we try to do, meet people in places up front as early on with the customer as possible, mm -hmm. so that they can see, hey, this is the volume, this is how many, this is how much stuff is out there at, at a high level, right? And then we use that information to map it into where it's going to end up resi residing, whether it's Office 365 or on-premises SharePoint, 
Um, it, it may be in different places. Uh, we can map those places. You know, it's, it's mainly a manual exercise, right? Uh, the tool itself, since we're dealing with a console-based tool, we're, we're not, you know, we're not trying to put everything in it. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're leaning back on using Excel and using, you know, using manual process in certain aspects. Um, to do the mapping and, the, and that exercise, right? So um, it so it gives so, you it gives you like a listing of all these different places then, and then you can you can map them to where they go into in SharePoint. Exactly. You can choose this particular place. You know, this particular place from Drive does not go into SharePoint at all. Maybe it just gets archived. So and, and that's what it supports. So typically we get people, places. We use that information for analysis and working with the customer to map, and then we do another pool of I call this an inventory pool. Um, where we pull people places again, get any updates, any deltas that have occurred maybe since the last time you ran it. And then it actually can go through and pull all the content from those places out of Jive into SQL Server and into a uh, file system. And then anything, so, you know, you can actually run another even layer on top of that if you want to pull all the social aspects. So if you want to pull all the commenting that was done on a, a Jive document or a discussion, you can go after that type of detail. Um, people have liked things, you can go after that type of detail. So it's kind of layers of, of pull and inventory, uh, mm -hmm. how it works. And then you, know, you could stop there if you wanted to. And so the beautiful thing is that you know we had to get off job quickly. We wanted to get an inventory that we could work with, right? We originally designed the tool. So therefore, we can go back and let's say we shut Jive off completely. Well, we can take that inventory that we already have and just start pushing it into SharePoint at will. So it allows us to kind of you know get off a of job, get things organized and then when we're ready uh, start pushing things into the, the target environment whether it's office 365 or SharePoint on premises or whatever it could be anything right at that point and that inventory is stored in a SQL server database and the file system is that the two places primarily yes uh, SQL okay. server database for all the, the metadata and the relational structuring so you know like if you think about the concept of uh, of Jive uh, you can, places or you know groups can contain other groups. You know you can do that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it maintains the, the integrity and, and the relationships between those things. A comment may have comments that's on other comments, right? We have to be able to maintain the integrity of that that relationship. So SQL Server just makes it very easy from a relational perspective, just to, to store that information and query it later. So sure. it's really being able to re, you know get that information, um, you know. In something that in this in this case something that I was comfortable with I was comfortable with SQL Server so I knew mm -hmm. how to run queries against that knew how to manipulate it so it was a logical choice to use that for this metadata now physical files like images and Word documents and things like that or physical content that we just put in the file system and then so we build, structure it okay yeah it's structured in a way that the database can reference and point to that file structure but it it's actually organized in a way that even if you looked at it on its own, you could still kind of figure out where things came from. Now, what 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 types of Jive content have we moved? Are there certain types that we're we haven't moved yet, or what what's what have we done so far? So I mean, we we focus on on the big the big stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like just Jive collaborative documents. So that typically gets converted into a wiki type file in the in the SharePoint system, or something that that can be rendered as a as a HTML. Document. Uh, we've also pulled binaries, like like I said, Word documents, images, um, just anything that can be uploaded to Jive and commented on and socialized. Um, but you know, we pull that into the file system. Um, we've also done discussions, uh, and there's some you know, actually doing some work right now trying to get it to a, a Jive discussion to convert it to a SharePoint discussion. But um, 
that we've actually converted those to wikis as well, and that's been pretty successful with that. Um, those are the main big things we've pulled. Uh, we we have pulled like private messages and some basic profile properties out of Drive. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some other things we're actually looking at doing now too. Um, more of the tasks. You know, I've done tasks mainly. People, a lot of people don't necessarily want to retain that information from Drive and, and move it move it forward. But we're actually looking to add that to the tool where you can actually pull task information from Drive projects, um, as well as video content. So video content, uh, special content in Drive that we need to to spend a little bit more time, little more time on. But um, it's actually something that we're going to be focusing on here pretty soon. Uh, but we're not currently moving that, unless it's a binary, unless we consider it as a binary file, that's different. But actual drive video, that's something we're focusing on, on for the next iteration of this tool. Great, great. Um, yeah. What else can you tell me about? Anything else that, that um, sounds like the basic components are you know, this um, command line tool that we run. We've got some ex Excel sort of mapping uh, things that are involved. It's a SQL Server database. It's a it's a file system. Any other major components of what this tool is or does? Well, so it does. Uh, it has some other additional command line options um, that, if you wanted to um, do custom navigation updates in SharePoint. So once it's done, the um, you know actually well, it's kind of take a step back. So mm -hmm. one of the things it does do is it, if it if it tries to um, migrate content into Office 365 to a, or to a SharePoint site of any form. Um, you can actually add a flag to say, okay, if this particular site doesn't exist, go ahead and provision the site first, oh, and then nice. layer in the content. That's so nice. it kind of has the ability to do that. And then one of the enhancements we're looking at possibly doing is <clears throat> allowing you to choose the template for maybe for each one of those mapped places from Jive. Maybe it's associated to a default template in SharePoint, or maybe it's associated to a custom template. Mm -hmm. so that's something that we're looking at doing. But it can provision um, basically a default template now in, in SharePoint. Um, as well as, you know, it lays in all the, the libraries or it creates, you can create new libraries, uh, document libraries in SharePoint, or you can actually layer into the existing libraries if the SharePoint site already exists. Uh, it can also update navigation. So if you wanted to, to set up, you know, custom navigation to these new libraries, it, it sets those up on the quick launch. So real basic stuff there. Um, and then, you know, some of the things we're actually looking at doing too, and I think it'd be pretty cool. Is, is something I'd, I'd love to see in, in the tool itself is the ability to actually get the overview pages out of Jive and mm. get them in some form or fashion in SharePoint. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I've heard other people ask about, and I think it's actually an important thing. A lot of people spend time, you know, organizing and really tailoring their Jive to look a certain way. And if we can somehow get that into into SharePoint, I think that'd be pretty awesome. And I got some ideas how to do that, but um, kind of in development now. So. Awesome. Tell me, tell me some about like profiles and security. How does uh, how does that work into this? Because I know Jive profiles are are important. And then how does the security map? Do, do we have some way of mapping over the security that's set up in Jive? Yeah. So one of the first things we do in Jive is we you know we like I said at the very beginning we we actually go get all the people and get a list of all the people, mm -hmm. uh, and that includes like email address or anything that you know, that's a tie, you know assigned to their um, their user account at the, at the highest level. So base, the basic information like username, uh, email address, just basic, av maybe their avatar image. Yeah, we, we go after that information. If we need to dig deeper, that's another 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 customization. Mm -hmm. But we get that basic information at the, at the forefront. So one of the things we do is we take that information and said, okay, let's look, let's see if we can look up by email address or by some other attribute that we pulled from Drive. Let's see if we can look up 
uh, on the corresponding share points, the targeting share point system to make sure we can identify and map that user. So email address might be one thing we look up by. And this is more like an AD Active Directory lookup. Um, so we can find this user. If we can find the user, then we've got a match and then we can basically, you know, associate any content that we're bringing over to that respective user. Nice. Um, one of the things we do uh, when we bring over the content is that if we do have to adjust, you know, how, how user references and things like that are in, in the Jive content, maybe there's a Jive collaborative document that's got some, you know, some embedded user links in it. Well, we actually convert those into the appropriate form in SharePoint. So, you know, maybe a Jive user in, in Jive, but then when we bring it over into SharePoint, maybe it's a Yammer profile link, or maybe it's a, you know, it's just a standard SharePoint profile link, or maybe it's a direct link to their Active Directory profile. I mean, we can, we have flexibility in, in how we convert that over. Um, but it's all about, you know, finding by email address or finding by, by a specific, you know, identifier from Jive into the target system. So let me see if I've got this correct. So if you have a um, a file like is a metadata about a file in Jive that can be moved over, like the last person who modified it or person who created mm -hmm. it, that can be mapped and moved over and into SharePoint. Is that correct? At a high level, um, we definitely move the last modified. Uh -huh. um, created, we typically do like a you know. Um, you know, a separate property for that because okay. SharePoint is a little bit tricky in terms of setting the the, the actual author of the content. Um, it wants to, it wants the actual user to be doing that. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you can you can impersonate. You can do some some tricks to to kind of make that work. But um, you know, and, and we do the best we can with with making sure we maintain that information. So. Where how is the where you talked a little bit about how we run the tool at different times. Mm -hmm. Um, is where's the is the tool run on the at, from the client side or where's it typical where do people run the tool from? Uh, it can pretty much the nice thing about having a console is like you know, I can pretty much run anywhere. Okay. Um, and, and the fact that we're dependent on the the, the REST based libraries, really I'm on the, the CSOM libraries for SharePoint and then the REST the Jive REST based API. We can pretty much run it anywhere. Um, a lot of times, it's, it's run on a on a certain a machine uh, in, a, in a you know in a client environment that has mm -hmm. a substantial amount of disk space. Because we're writing, you know, we may be pulling a ton of content over at, at a job. We want to have significant space. Yeah. That. So typically, we target a, a VM um, that has a substantial amount of disk space and decent you know decent CPU memory, um, so it can run this this process. But it can run anywhere. And it sounds like you, you said it can run once and then later on it can run a delta based off of uh, changes that have been made. Is that correct? Yeah, that it, right? it basically it, it checks to see if it's pulled content previously. If it has, then um, you can override and say, go ahead and force it to be updated, or you can simply tell it to move on. Uh, there's, there's command line options for all those. So try to be smart about, you know, let's, let's have different flavors, different options. So if we, if we did want to pull just just the stuff that has not been pulled before, we can do that, or we can go ahead and say, "Give me everything again." You know, like we can. There's there's flavors of the command line that you can do to to, to do this combination. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the nice thing you know that, that that this works together is that you can you can focus on just a specific Jive place, right? And say, "Here's a series of command lines back to back that you can use to go and pull content." Um, massage that content into, into some form that's acceptable by SharePoint, and then another command that pushes it into SharePoint. And you could do different flavors of those those three or four different commands that you have. Um, 
and then build a script to do all that. So let's say you want to do that for you know maybe a top 10 list of Jive places. It could be very easy to build a script that does those four commands per place, right? And if you wanted to, say you needed to restart for some reason, you, you had an error, it'd be very easy to, you know, pick a specific place and start from, from that point on. Gotcha. So it, it's just, it, it's just keeping, you know, being smart about being, you know, that flexibility and applying that to, to the process. Of course, I, of course, I hear you talking command line and I'm not, th I don't think PowerShell because that's much too new for me. I think back to batch, batch files. I can create a bat file. That, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can use batch files or you can use PowerShell. So. Oh. All right. So hey, let's, I like batch files too. Uh, I do. It's just something about them. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just <laughs> fond memories of them. Um, exactly. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. I know um, for folks who are listening that the two day workshop that we do, and they're just for for people who um, might not be aware of this, we have a, a two day. Mm -hmm. Um, Jive migration workshop where we go through a lot of we teach people about sort of this whole process and um, we do that initial inventory we help them with sort of you know map beginning steps towards mapping out the data and then um, giving them an estimate and a project plan out of those two days and that's we end up doing it for a fixed price right now the fixed price is 7500 that could change but um, Tell me a little bit. I know you've been involved in those, and um, right. tell me a little bit more about that that two day uh, workshop. So the original workshop was like a one day, like all day deal. Uh, we've actually just recently have, have chunked it into two separate sessions, mm -hmm. um, and basically like three hours at a time, because we can actually go through and, and you know we try to establish initial goals with you know in the of the of the workshop itself of. Let's let's learn a little bit about your environment, or learn as much about your environment as you possibly can. What content types are important to you in Jive? What do you, how, you know, kind of get a, a flavor of how much data we're talking about moving? You know, any, are there any customizations? You know, show it's it's kind of an almost an interview process um, with the customer to say, show us what you got in Jive, mm -hmm. and we'll give you an idea of what how the tool works. We give an overview in, in session one, you know, the first three hours of how the tool works, uh, and show some kind of resulting content and some sample, you know, sam sample migration uh, details. And then, you know, I said originally we had, a, a, you know, all in one day. Well, that doesn't enable us to kind of go gather and, and get more information from the customer. So we broke it up into two sessions. Now we can actually provide the tool to the customer, let them run it in their environment and, and get that first set of things that we talked about the very, that I mentioned earlier, which is people and places. Mm -hmm. So by allowing the customer to run the tool, one, we prove that we can actually run it in their environment, and we get we get kind of kind of past that hurdle, make sure there's no issues and everything's happy there. Mm -hmm. And then we also get an initial set of data that we can therefore query, load, and present in a more formatted spreadsheet for session two, right? Kind of jumping into session two, say, okay, let's talk through what do we find, um, what what seems to be jumping out as we we didn't talk about this in session one. What are the first what are the things that jump out in this data now that we need to kind of dig into? Um, what are all the content types that maybe we missed in session one? You know, things like video, things like oh, tasks. Do we need to worry about that? So, we go through in the workshop, and we we have a list of content types um, that we found you know are, are pretty important. We prioritize them. Mm -hmm. What are the most important? Which ones? Um, where does this content type in Jive? Maybe it's a maybe it's a message. Maybe it's Jive document, where does it ultimately end up in SharePoint? You know, where do you where do you ultimately want to see it? Maybe you don't want to move it at all. 
and we kind of flag each piece of content and indicate which ones that the tool already supports and which one does this tool require some customization. So again, this, these are usually work in progress. Um, it usually indicates, you know, where we need to put our spikes in our backlog. Uh, what do we need to actually focus on the tool to do some more specific things? And that's when having the tool as a command line tool is nice because it's very easy to make changes to it um, to adapt to the customer situation. So identify those those deltas, um, identify the customizations, uh, and then we go through and and you know the part of the work shape is to try and set you know maybe what the the overall date structure, the milestones and and things look like. You know mm -hmm. when do we when do we plan on when do we have to start migration? How long do we think? going to take, you know, what is our cadence, you know, how many weeks are we going to need to do this, or how many days, how many, it just depends how large things are. Uh, we set up the risks, so we talk through risks, and just generally get all the information needed at the end of session two to put together our product backlog, and then that's when we go off from a three-wheel perspective, and we produce the backlog based on all the stuff we've learned from session one, session two, and then the data we've gotten from running the tool, and we produce a backlog, and... Um, the high-level plan for how we would how we would proceed with migration, and then that that comes also that comes with that comes with an estimate as well, and and right. uh, yep, and so they can they can yeah. then make a decision about you know, and it's typically for these they're from what I've seen so far, perhaps you've seen the same thing. These are pretty much driven off of they have a, a deadline that is when their jive is going to get turned off or or they have sure. to make it by some certain date and we try to sort of work backwards and make sure that we've got an appropriate schedule that we, right. where we can we can do everything we need to do. But I know it's just it's nice in general just having the tool to go ahead and you know earlier on in the project just go ahead and get a get as much data as you can, you know, at least in uh, into SQL Server and file storage, just so you have it there, and uh, you know it helps everybody sleep at night. That when they do turn it off, that, that you've got at least you've got an archive. And and that's actually you know you could actually look at this this tool or just the the process itself as a you know you, you could look at it as like we say we're trying to get a migration done, but maybe you're not really trying to get a migration done. Maybe you're just trying to do data salvage, right? You don't yeah. really intend to move this content anywhere other than get it out of Jive and get into a form that you could work with. So we support that as well. Yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily have to go from Jive into some other system and be consumed there. It could actually be pulled, organized, um, and then we actually sit down with the, the customer and show them how to access that content uh, that's been pulled, and they could choose to stop there if they wanted to. So it, yeah. it's designed so that we could, you know, we could kind of flex in, in that different way. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate all the hard work you put into this little uh, what has grown up to be a big boy tool. <laughs> I know it sort of just started out of necessity, but, you know, some of the best products in the world are start out by, you know, because you need to scratch your own back. It just it, it happens. That's, that that's right. So uh, that, thank you, Chris, for, for taking the time to do this. For folks who are interested in more and and maybe learning more about the tool or even better, um, more about the workshop that we do, um, definitely reach out to us. There's a, you know, the obvious way is just do the contact us page on the threewill.com website. Um, and let's just have a, maybe an initial meeting where we talk about what's, what's, what, what you get in that workshop, because it's, it's great. It gives you, uh, you know, all the data you need to make a decision whether to move or not to move and, and all done at a fixed price, which is kind of nice. Um, 
So right. thank thank you, Chris, for taking the time to do this. I'll let you get back to the real world and <laughs> the real work that you <laughs> need to do. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.